0: Well, hello everybody. You're listening to the Woodworkers Podcast. I'm Ben Brunick. I got Phil Morley and Ramon Valdez again with me this evening. How are you guys doing?
1: Yeah, doing, doing good, good, good. Doing right good.
0: On, right on. Say it's a special guest episode. We've got Eric Irvin um, out of Los Angeles, California. Eric Irvin, woodwork with us this evening. How are you doing, Eric? Good. Good. How are you guys doing, Eric?
2: Good. Good to have you, man. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Thank. Thanks for yeah, coming on, Eric. Yeah, absolutely, Eric. We really appreciate you coming on and, and dealing with us, kind of stumbling and fumbling our way in the beginning here. No, but, it's, uh, <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. yeah. We've been, I hadn't we've noticed. Been, yeah, we've, been, <laughs> we've been talking beforehand and trying to get things going here. But um, yeah, so Eric, you're, you're in L.A. now, but right. before you were in Los Angeles, you were doing woodworking in New York, right? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I started in, Bro- well, I, I actually started in
2: Florida, but, um, the real, the real, like, oh, cool. the real, like, you know, the bulk of me learning and everything was, it took place in Brooklyn. Um, so Florida, we don't even have enough to mention. I was, a sa- I sanded, <laughs> basically I sanded. I I that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I got to New York and got a job at, at one point. I mean, I had already knew I loved it. Like, that's kind of what I, you know, realized when I was like in my early, like maybe 2021, 20, something like that. I, I, had found it and really, really fell in love with it. And so just eager to learn anything I could, um, took a job in uh, New York at this, like, it was like off a Craigslist ad, but, but it was like (sighs) my first, like real, like woodworking, furniture making job. Before that, it was just been like, you know, reading the Trent off books and like really kind of diving into any, any kind of information I could find on it. There was a, not to go off too much of a tangent, but there was a really awesome like Friends of the Library book sale in 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 Florida that I'd go to every year, and it was like fifty cents for for the the Ernest Joyce like Encyclopedia of Woodward, you know, like you name it, like <laughs> all these amazing books for like seventy five cents, fifty cents. So I had had a, quite a library amassed already. Anyway, I got to New York and um, got this job at this really cool furniture like boutique furniture kind of uh manufacturing company in, in brooklyn that like was making like exactly the kind of furniture i wanted to make so it was like dream job um but i didn't work there very long <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe like two months and, uh, <laughs> and so you know and i kind of like wasn't sure what i wanted to do after that because it kind of put a little sour taste in my mouth it kind of it was a little too too like head down work kind of you know what I mean I, uh,
1: I prefer like, it, was, it a, was it a big production it, it was show? like
2: I mean I'm not going to mention their name but they were like the darlings of like the the interior design world at the time so they like uh, okay. did a lot of cool stuff and it was like all the interior di- designers were using them they did stuff mm. for like all these celebrities and stuff so it was like but it, the, the, the product they made was really cool but it wasn't a big mass produced scale it was like more of like a heavy production sort of custom shop, but, but they kind of had their line. They were kind of creating, you know what I mean? So it wasn't like factory, but it was like, you know, maybe 10 guys. Uh, but you know, so when I, it was like, like last in first out kind of situation, you know, like I just, whatever they had hired a few people when they hired me. And then I guess I just didn't make the cut. Um, so it put me off a little bit and I just worked doing some other things like soundproofing and whatnot. but, But, uh, Anyway, got started working for this other guy, and he really is. His Rob Herschenfeld. He was like a. He has like two MIT, I Think and like he studied under um, someone who was like a direct apprentice of Tay Frid. so he like, oh, uh, that's awesome. you know, and so he was super smart guy. Like, I mean, very uh, hard to get along with in the shop, but at the same time, like I learned so much from him. He and so, you know, <laughs> I was doing stuff like making. You know, sash windows with the Boxes and the weights and the pulleys And like, you know, six over mm. six Segmented window, you know Like proper architectural reproduction Windows for These these old buildings in New York And we did like tons of um, You know, real solid Frame and panel, like, you know Rail and style um, Pass-through doors and exterior doors So we we did like Actual reproduction stuff, you know So that, I learned a lot cool. from him
1: I mean, it's pretty different from what you do now <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean it
2: was but a good experience for sure oh yeah yeah i'm yeah. so glad to have i mean i you know i've done windows like they were done you know way back when uh, you know so it's pretty it was a pretty cool sort of skill to put under the belt you know um sure. and so i learned a lot from him like every you know like all the little habits i have now i can thank him for like even just like going, putting the clamps back and like resetting the threading. So you're not like, you know, like (laughs) all all that kind of stuff. Like (laughs) he really instilled it in me, which is great because and now i get to yeah. be mad when my employees don't do it yeah <laughs> but I'm, I'm it, it counts the same, same thing, thing. It, it's yeah. A, yeah it's important it, if you have a glue up and you're reaching for clamps and then you gotta yep. sit there and like you do that thing where you kind of wind it yeah. in one hand kind of you know <laughs> yeah. um, but That's all that awesome. he also turned me on to wetzler clamps so and now i have an obsession with those so like i've been collecting for who knows nice. you know. um but yeah after that i kind of uh went and worked because it, it just boiled over where I couldn't get like I loved the guy and and outside of work he was awesome but I just couldn't handle the like the the relationship at work so I I left and went and worked for another guy and um, you know so it was all like all learning experience you know like when you kind of really find that something that you're passionate about you just absorb every little bit of information that comes your way I worked you know I worked with like I was like 20 I think by this time and I worked with you know an older Mexican gentleman who was like just knew so much you know he's just been doing it for so long and so every little like oh why are you doing it that way oh that makes sense and then it just would lock in the brain you know what I mean that kind of mm-hmm. thing so that's where most of my education came from and then working at the next place it was just like I kind of was helping them kind of learn some stuff because they kind of really <laughs> wanted to like just be a furniture company but they knew that it wasn't uh that their their strong suit wasn't woodworking, you know. So I mm. kind of helped them develop and take them to the next step. Oh,
1: and cool. then
2: through that I was able to really meet a lot of people in the industry and a lot of interior designers. And then kind of uh, when I went out on my own, I kind of already had some clientele like kind of lined up and um so in so yeah, so when I left New York, I had been doing I've been on my own for a few years and I've been doing one off pieces more like what you guys do single pieces that take a lot longer to make and you know more high-end and you know coming to la it just it's just really changed because i i intended to come out here and do that same thing but i kind of got in front of some interior designers that needed someone to make some stuff from their collection and it was like i was hungry for work Sure. So of course I'm taking whatever comes along and it just kind of started snowballing um, to the point where I was basically manufacturing their <laughs> collections. And hmm. with that, you know, it comes like needing to hire people to help me out. And at first it was just friends because I'm making these like thick tables that I can't even lift by myself. So it's like <laughs> right. my buddy's just there to help me move it around really. And then, you know, it kind of, I mean, we can get into that, but that's a whole nother thing. Like, you know, like, <laughs> having to hire people i never expected to do that i don't know much about running a business at this point you know it was
1: just like That's our last our last episode uh just between us we we spoke a little bit about <clears throat> hiring employees and stuff and, and we probably had kind of a one-sided view on mm-hmm. it since none of us actually do that so i've always been super curious i've been following you for a long time and i, I love what you do and i know you know, you, you produce a lot. Yeah. I mean, you put out a lot of stuff and high quality uh, stuff too. So, um, j- just curious, uh, how many people, how, how does that work uh, if you don't mind going into that a little yeah, sure. bit? Um, um,
2: well, I mean, like I said, it was started out organically. I was, I just had some people come in and help me, but then it was like, okay, I need to really have someone who can do something that's more value than like just helping lift. So I had to. So I got a couple people. I got. There's a nice furniture program here at, um, or like woodworking program here at the, one of the colleges called Cerritos. I don't know if you ever heard of it, but they they do a. Okay. They're the place that like the the like any of the Lee Nielsen tool events usually do it there, and they, mm-hmm. they you know it's that it's the go to spot for, and they do a lot of like I mean their curriculum exists a lot of or has a lot of the you know green and green sort of, cloud lifting you know that that sort of right, um, right. what do you call it sort of. Craftsmen, arts oh, and crafts, crafts, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, but it's a great program. So I, you know, I kind of got a got a hold of some guys that worked there or went to school That's there nice. and got them in the shop. And but as far as like having employees, yeah, it was definitely like a learning curve. Um, it's not something I wanted to do because then you get into the whole like, you know, taxes, the the, the workers' yeah, comp. Get, like, it gets I mean, expensive. it's it gets really expensive really quick. And mm-hmm. I and but it was like that kind of that balance of like there's there's enough work that it, it necessitates it, although yeah. all that right. extra work there goes the profit from it because now it's going to paying <laughs> these guys. So should I have just stayed as just me? You know what I mean?
1: And oh yeah. yeah, it starts
2: to pay off when the when the amount of work really starts to get up there, because then it's like each piece there's a little bit to put in the in the bank account. And then there's enough to pay the guys, and so, but it's that thing of like, okay, now I've got four employees and and more work, and it's like, well, does that uh, mean that I should take the next and get another employee? But I need to make sure I have that work. And for me, right. I got really lucky because these companies, I have like, I do a lot of stuff for a lot of different people, but I have these two sort of bread and butter clients, and they're the ones that like. It's just nonstop with them, so I never have to worry about finding work. And I know that sounds like—I mean, it's like the—you know—what everybody kind of is is hoping for.
3: Yeah, but it's right. not exactly
2: the the work I would choose to do because it's it's really just producing white label stuff basically for for these collections for these these different interior designers. But it's like you know I can't complain. It's it's great.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you, you, you have a, a group a good group of uh, guys working for you. Oh, yeah. Uh, me, and, me and Ramon to go, got to meet uh, some of them. Yeah. At, they're in Vegas.
2: Yeah, they're great guys. Awesome. I'm really fortunate to have a great team that um, is just talented and also is there because they that's what they want to be doing. Mm-hmm. They want to be there, yeah. That's perfect
3: when they're eager. A big difference. And they have yeah. the, They share the same passion and, and they want oh, no, sure. to learn. Yeah, that right. was awesome.
2: Yeah, because I mean, you, you know, I could hire a bunch of people who just are basically laborers that just don't really have the heart. But then it's like it shows in mm-hmm. the in the, you know, especially when you're kind of handing over the reins to to someone to do a full piece instead of, you know, so like I could I there's, t- you know, a lot of this production stuff. I'm not even putting my hands on so much anymore. So so it's like if I'm going to hand over those reins and make sure that you know i have to worry about the quality then uh, then yeah i want it to be someone who is in it for that same reason
0: mm-hmm. but you got to be able to have people that have that passion though too because it's it's Absolutely. it's not always there's not always a line of people with passion going out the door you know right. you've got to right. pick well, and choose you know or get folks that that have that i mean i've worked at plenty of shops that you know they were they're were guys that were you know, they're darn good woodworkers, but it, it, it was a job. You know, it was just a J O, yeah, just J O B to them, you right. know?
3: exactly. Yeah, it's, a, it's exactly. a fine line. And you get an employee that um, is eager to learn and they're right by your side and they're, they're doing good. And then after a few years, they're starting to think about opening up their own place.
2: Absolutely, you, that's you something know? I always worry about. So. You know? Yeah, which I don't blame them and I wouldn't hold anyone back. From that. <laughs> that but at the same time, it's that was like me. Yeah. <laughs> if I have
1: someone that's great. I don't want to lose that. No. Sure, Right. It's tough. Yeah. It, it, it's tough because you get into a situation where it might be a little bit bigger when it's a, a little bit different when it's a bigger shop, but you, you're training people and it's an investment and you put mm-hmm. a lot of time into it. But yeah, yep. you, you don't ever want to hold someone back from doing basically what you were able to do. Exactly. But it is a really tough, tough situation. Yeah. I know my mentor, my mentor was a little guided, although he he knew. I mean, I was very upfront from the get go. I think I, I did seven years with him. He said like three years when I first joined, and uh, he he would still have me now. But that that's a good thing. But yeah, I, I look back at it now. I'm like, man, that's gonna be tough. Mm-hmm. Spent a lot of time on me. <laughs> yeah, a exactly. lot of it depends
3: on a lot of it depends on the person too. You know, some people are happy just you know being a right hand man. You know, yeah, let somebody true. else deal with the business end. Absolutely, a lot. So of, I, I yeah. can totally understand
0: yeah. that, man. I just you know, yeah, sure. people that people that want to go in and and work and and but but then leave and go home and not have to worry about <laughs> yeah. all the other <laughs> stuff that goes along right. with. it They Jeez. don't have to see the like the
2: business side yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Just get yeah. to do, just
2: get to do the work. You know? don't have to worry about where the paycheck's coming from. Right. Last time. Yeah. Or, yeah.
0: Yeah. Abs- absolutely. And and when we were talking you know about having having you on eric and and phil touched on this before the the employees but you know a lot of the folks that we've had on it it's been you know like the like like you said before where it's the the one oh like you know spend a bunch of time on this one you know very super well made one piece but there's the other end of things where it's like a production you're you're doing quality work but but there's a there's an art form to that production so production yeah uh, it's yeah. not it's not that and, and, and
1: you you have you have that down well, that's you, your jigs i'm always yeah. impressed well that's that's
2: <laughs> that's where the, necess- the necessity is the mother of invention sort of thing happens cuz like i said before i wasn't planning on being this like big you know like not big but you know what i mean uh, i wasn't planning on being like a business right. that was you know basically a white label production place so i i didn't i had to gear up and sort of um find the most efficient ways to do things like in a quick turnaround because like it wasn't expected so that is like to your point like it is it is like one of those things like the production sort of has to keep going so i'm like cr- finding figuring out creative ways to make something like a part faster or to you know even just the evolution of the way i cut these big round tables out like mm-hmm do a lot of these, they're like 12 quarter oak, over from a 36 wow. inch diameter to like 86 diameter. And so, <laughs> you know, the first ones I'm doing, I'm like, okay great, so how do I cut this out? So I would like, put it on a cart, and turn the cart to a line on the bandsaw the best I could, and then it was like, well that's not going to work, let me try this and that. And it went through so yeah. many different iterations, and it's like that kind of thing. Like, it's all sort of the the problem, you know, like presenting itself and then, and then finding a solution, mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. but on a, a, on a quicker yeah, scale,
2: yeah. which at the, don't, don't let me fool you, like has, there are sacrifices made to, to the ultimate quality. It's not like these are like, you know, these super high end pieces, but at the same time, the designs of that we're doing are, it's very Californian. It's very like on a super right. high gloss, high build finish. They have, like an oil, like hand applied right. finish. So it's like the scale or the, the production rate can be a little quick of that, you know? Mm-hmm. But it, it has been a challenge sure. for sure. Like just figuring out ways to get it done in these quick, because we're, we're talking like, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm trying to guesstimate, like probably five or six pieces going out every week. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And,
0: uh, okay. that's just a, it's just a yeah. different. It's a different scale, you know. Yeah. You've, or, it, but but right. it's not. It's not that that one is more creative than the other, or one is more artistic no, than the absolutely other. Absolutely not. It's that. No. It, it's that the creativity and some of the artistic part of it is going into the production and figuring out how to make right, these right. things mm-hmm. in in an efficient manner. and and keep keep quality up i I don't know yeah that's that's true yeah yeah Yeah. it's and i do
2: i love that challenge but i do also love yeah but i also do love to build a piece that i can actually like take my time on as well (laughs) that's usually the romanticize over a little bit so basically how, (laughs) how for me is i have the guys really doing most of the production work now which is great that's kind of a newer thing and then I take on the, the one-off custom pieces from, from other clients and anything that's more interesting and, cool. and more, like, intricate. And then any second I have that I can actually be in there, like, after hours, I, I make my own stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, that piece or even if there's something in my brain that I just want to get out because it's just, like, right. that's the drive, that's the need that I have is to create, whether it's for work or not, you know. And thankfully, I'm in a position where – you know, I'm doing well enough. To buy some walnut and make a piece just for fun and on spec or whatever. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, you know, right. but that's my sa- That's the like that's, sort of yeah, saving that's grace. Cool. That's what's keeping me sane because yeah. I don't want to just
1: be production. Right. You know? hmm yeah. Well, you, you, those chairs you did recently, are, are those uh, are, are your design or is that uh, the, like a entire designer? The, the, you're talking
2: about the Danish cord seat chairs. Yeah, that was um. had an interior designer come to me wanting to do a chair that That's that had that of... kind of feel to, or look to it but... but a lot of times they just bring me sort of photos right of chairs Right, and right. so that was this kind of situation where I basically t- you're showing me chairs that I would be using for inspiration myself anyway I'd like to kind of right. design this chair with you even though I, I know cool. she won't listen to this but really it was her kind of here's these photos <laughs> and then me designing the chair but but uh right, right, right. and so it's like designed anyway you know what I mean so it's kind of like
1: yeah, cool I get that's to do a show that's I, and uh,
2: you know I've already sold some yeah
1: that's 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 mm-hmm. awesome that's super cool yeah, that's a nice I mean clearly it's very
2: like Moeller and Wagner influenced but
1: right, but that's right, what right. I would well, be
2: influenced no, but, by anyway you know what I mean
1: yeah, well that's yeah, absolutely. I've always wanted to build that type of chair and, and get into the Danish cord a little it's bit. So it's super it's cool. So fun,
2: I love it. And you know, to be quite honest still, like the Danish chord, once you learn that weave, it's I mean some people keep telling uh, me but I'm like honestly though. I mean I I know I know Dave you know Sidecar, um David. Yeah. He's he's amazing. I mean he does he does all of that yeah. stuff, like whether it's the regular standard Danish pattern weave or like right. other stuff. So I don't want to, I'm not trying to say like, oh, it's so simple, a monkey could do it. But the basic one right. is pretty simple it's, to it's, learn. It's, and it's once you learn it, you can sort of like go yeah. from there, you know. I yeah, love it. Cool. I mean, I...
1: yeah, that, that's, that's on my list. I, I want to do that pretty soon because it also, it, what I love about it, to, you know, is the fact when you start getting into chairs and I'm thinking for my own family. Mm-hmm. So, I don't want to have, you know, six, eight, whatever upholstered chairs or leather chairs. And I keep going back and forth with Danish right. cord or some type of shaker yeah. tape. And I was like, it's just, yeah, it makes a lot of yeah. sense. And they so, look comfortable. Very
2: cool. Oh, they're great. Oh, just yeah. like yeah. If, I, if, I, if I could toot my own horn on this for just a second, I was really surprised how how good they felt to sit in them i mean Mm -hmm. because what she wanted was a chair that you like a dining chair that you could sit in and talk after Mm -hmm. eating and not feel like rushed to get up like it was comfortable enough to just have a conversation and i think i nailed it i mean if i don't say so myself because i sat in that thing and i was just (laughs) like wow like the slope of the arms was right where my arms kind of just wanted to hang and yeah and like the round it, back it just it just really they, so yeah, I was pretty yeah, happy they
1: look they look comfortable I love the little profile on the arm uh, as the arms come to the front oh yeah you got that little that little profile that little there. almond um, so sort of shape yeah. yeah super freaking Thanks. cool love that those are those little details yeah you know, it's like that's badass and that's and
2: luckily for me the place that actually imports danish cord is like right up the street like basically it was it's on my way in from work <laughs> they're the it's oh, cane cool. basket fly they're the only ones who bring it in from 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 denmark and anywhere you get it elsewise is like ordering it from them <laughs> so it's they're they're pretty great oh, because they have all that stuff all caning weaving you name it so I'm pretty. I'm pretty not a, not to plug them. I'm just saying, like I'm fortunate in that way. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Because yeah, when yeah, you have it in front of you, it's and easier to give it a try. You know what I mean? Like to just right. Yes. If you don't well, that's, know. See, and
1: that, you're like, oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. What do I order? How much do I order? Do I need the nails? Right. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and if I'm being honest
2: too, like the first few pieces I did with the inch cord, I used those those L shaped nails. But then um, I just started using a. When it's the production stuff, we just use a pneumatic stapler it goes it goes so much faster we do we do a shelf on a a nightstand that we produce and the shelf is danish court and so like it's just to sit there and use the nails and everything it just takes so much longer Mm -hmm. so it's like again one of those things like production versus you know, yeah, right. Sometimes right. you have to make those Absolutely. sacrifices.
1: You, you're gonna yeah. wait. They're not paying. Well, we spoke about that a little bit. Even with these lounge chairs, and it's not like this is a big production run. But for eight lounge chairs for me is is big for me. But, but and, and I don't know some people who actually bought them are probably listening to the podcast. <laughs> so be careful. But they are a very high quality product. But. You, you you gotta let little things yeah. go. And and I'm really bad at that. But when you start to do as that many, it's like this is a thirty five hundred dollar chair, it is not a sixty five hundred dollar right. chair. So for me to just do one and make it absolutely flawless, yeah.
0: it's like you just can't. It's, it's just too yeah, you much. Can't,
1: yeah. But they're really you good. Can't, they're you, really can't good. Get, you can't get
0: you you can't get too precious about it. That's just
1: mm-hmm. you can't get too mm-hmm. precious. Yeah. yeah. Well you can, cha- you and can change you can. We're talking like we're talking crazy shit, like little tight like mm-hmm. oh I could spend two more hours on that little transition. It's like Phil, right. it's good. Yeah. It looks good. You can let, you let can change go. methods or techniques and still keep the quality. So
3: that's yeah. That's where the differences yeah, yeah, are. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Also, yeah. I always I tell myself, look, if this was like made back in the day when everything was like hand cut and all like for fronts and you know this and that it's still they're still using a secondary wood on like a lot of the interior parts you know what i mean yeah. like,
1: mm-hmm. right right it's like
2: the same thing as like the veneer the veneer thing where everybody thinks that that's a bad word and it's like oh you know, i know right. it drives me crazy yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. well those i mean the the wagner chairs and and that i mean the, those were all production chairs
2: yeah yeah right mm-hmm. i mean even no, still, yeah. you look at the joints yeah. and it's all cnc now none of that stuff
0: yeah. was studio furniture maker making no, making like, a, a couple right. no, a couple no, no, of pieces no. per year. No, this these were designed designed and and produced and it for the masses. I mean that right. was mm-hmm. that, and that was yeah. the beauty of those chairs is, is mm-hmm. the simplicity yeah. in them and, and that distilled design that's right.
1: That, right. Just right. beautiful. And a lot of them a lot of not saying that particular one, but a lot of that mid century modern stuff it wasn't built particularly great. Like a lot of it felt. Mm-hmm. A lot of it had, you know, because it was it was more for produced, uh, you yeah, know, dowels yeah. and, I mean, not not all of it. I know there are different levels yeah. of it, but some of it wasn't built very well. Well, it was the overall, especially they were the, going like for lounge chairs. Yeah, they've got exactly. Mm-hmm. You look at some of the lounge chair, you turn upside down, you're like, what the yeah. fuck is that? <laughs> like just now <laughs> Yeah, it's it's funky. Some
2: of it's funky. Yeah. but then there's always <laughs> yeah. the cream of the crop, like you know
1: just oh, like anything
2: yeah. there's the, this stuff that really yeah. was like not only designed beautifully but crafted beautifully and like crafted
1: and, too, and of course they yeah. got to
2: use all the use up all the rosewood and and whatnot so they got to have like <laughs> so they could no but you think about it like they could like they could do like these these very delicate profiles and delicate like structural parts that you just wouldn't do with some, with some other mm. woods you know what i mean like Right, right. Pictures or like little fi- like finished yeah, handles some that munchers,
1: like you know what
2: I mean yeah. like you couldn't do that with a walnut because it would just be weaker you know like yeah.
0: these- and wouldn't wouldn't hold up cool. wouldn't hold up over time too right it just turn to mush uh, yeah. you know it just things would get rounded over if you, you start talking about rosewood you know the oh, the yeah. chris the crispness of that of that material, the density of that material, allows you to be so much thinner exactly. than than you mm. would ever be in in other materials. Just be just because it's a different material. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool, and yeah. it is
2: great stuff. Have you ever worked with any of it? I mean, I, I have a couple pieces that uh, <laughs> I probably shouldn't have, but
1: right Well, they. they, they no, they're
2: all. Pre, it's all pre-banned stuff. But it's like I just have a couple things right. that I actually. You know, you know the, the, the contemporary furniture maker Wharton
1: Eshrick. Oh yeah. Do I know yeah. him personally? Like no, like I don't think you can. I don't think you can. I don't think I, think can, now, but- I, don't think I can anymore. But- <laughs> we we were fortunate I got, I got enough keys to, to his house.
2: <laughs> we were fortunate <laughs> enough to go out to um, Pennsylvania and meet his like right hand man. Who, oh, who has cool. since passed, but um, and he's he gave us he gave, that's where I got those. He gave me pieces from his personal stash. But, uh, wow. He well, also gave stuff. me, and then we also bought a bunch of slabs and stuff off of him. That some of them were like, you know, felled from like Valley Forge, and some of them were like p- part wow. of Warden Eshrick's like original stash and stuff. So it was,
1: wow,
3: that's it was good. pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah. So where where do you get your? Because uh, you do some really cool jigs, and I mean they're really beyond jigs some of these fixtures that you make where does that engineering background come from
2: you know <laughs> i i think it's just sounding very like <laughs> big headed it's just, i don't mean to but i just it's it's just out of my brain. i don't have an engineering any kind of background i have i started to go to college for electronics but that didn't last very long cuz it was boring and um <laughs> but when i was little i would always take apart like vcr's and tape recorders you know like probably most of us <laughs> yeah. did and like, I would, That's awesome. play, I would take the motors out of like a tape recorder and put it with my Legos and make the Lego into like a remote control car, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. And so, um, I don't know, it's just always been, I've just always been good with sort of critical thinking and like, and spatial like thinking, you know what I mean? So I don't know, it's just right. kind of necessity again, like kind of gets my wheels turning and. I mean, that's really what I love more than anything. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah, problem-solving right. and stuff. Yeah,
1: that's a lot of fun. Yeah, like so, How can we make this particular thing like go, go faster, safer, right. and doing it precise? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Especially when you have, yeah, that, like, clients that have already paid and
2: <laughs> – they're like, you
1: know, <laughs> you really gotta figure yeah. it out. <laughs> that's
2: you're the like, best way to do it. You're
1: like, Yeah, I could build that. And you're like, okay, <laughs> but now that's, I I mean, that's what that's I what that's David was it, saying. Really. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's that the what... last David we had on, he was like, Yes, we can do that. Okay, how do we do that? Right. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I so love so it. So I was I listened then. to that episode and I thought I was like, That's
2: right on, man. Like that's that's it yeah. exactly <laughs> it like you, you, that's how you learn more and that's how you further your
1: craft and throw yourself out. And it's the
2: confidence, like even if you if you're wavering in, in your head, you just kind of go through it, and you and you just know that you can make it happen somehow. Whether you know, yeah, whether you enlist right, other people right. or whether it's you know like, so it. I, yep. I never say no to be, anything either. You'll
3: be at the other side. You'll be on the other side of that line at some point. will right. Look back and think oh, that wasn't so bad. And
2: it's another thing to be proud you
3: never, of. You look back, and
1: okay. say, "I'll never do that again." You can say <laughs> that too, for, sure. <laughs> for, sure, right? for sure.
2: Like, there's a lot yeah. of things I won't do yeah. twice, but you know
0: what <laughs> yeah, right and the, That's and so the awesome. willingness to just create something like cre- yeah. create something instead of just always looking for an answer from something that you can buy right you know right. instead uh-huh. of just you know oh I'm gonna I'm gonna get I, you know, if I buy this jig or whatever, I buy this yeah. gadget or Man, gizmo or
1: whatever. You're just jealous of my origin. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you've kind of got me sold on that thing. To be honest, yeah. hashtag not sponsored. I, hashtag, <laughs> I, I
0: think the cool. I think the cool thing about that thing is that you could make things that are yeah, that yeah, are yeah, jigs yeah. for. Jigs. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're making you're making, you're making the... things to
1: make things. Yeah. yeah, I kind of yeah. wanted. To, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a common thread with with guys like us. Um, like, do do we build furniture because we like building the jigs more <laughs> than the furniture? You know, like it's like so part it, that is the fun well, part. Like like you're saying, Ben, you don't have to buy the origin or the pen. Like you don't have to buy those. Yes, those make things go fast. But when you got a particular thing, and it's like, okay, I can make a jig. A machine to do yeah. that thing, like yeah. like Eric, your round tenon cutter, man. That thing was crazy. That's, a, <laughs> that's a, <laughs> I was like, what that's a heck? perfect example. It's so well,
0: cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, the yeah. thing
2: with that yeah. was I had uh, all these round tables I was talking about that I make. They're twelve quarter oak and they have cylinder legs. Well, I have a copy lathe because we make so many of them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking like forty right. forty legs in like one little, you know. Wow. So. But the problem was with the copy, and the—I'll give you the full explanation of why I had to make that jig. The copy lathe, if I built the tenon into the template, then I'm stuck at that exact size. Now, sometimes I'll mill up twelve quarter oak into, or I'll, we don't even mill it. If I do, I lose too much. So we put it right onto the lathe. But sometimes it's a little under, and then it—I get—I mm. get this skip mill. And so we'll we'll reduce the thing, and it's just because here's where things can those little sacrifices can be made. Like I could have a a two and seven eighth inch diameter leg, or I can have like a two and like thirteen sixteenths diameter leg, and it won't really matter if those three legs on that one table are the same, because mm-hmm. it's going to a client a separate than you know whatever. So basically, if I built the in part into the template, then I'm stuck at either going back and sort of returning all the ones that had skip mill a little smaller by hand or, or, or I'm, I'm dealing with different size tenons. You understand? So like uh, right, right. So this way I can take that cylinder, pop it on there and just cut. And then the tenon's going to be the same every time. You know what I mean? Whether it's slightly off center because of the size difference or whatever, it doesn't matter because there are standalone legs on these, these big clunky oh, okay. tables, yeah, you understand? Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It's, it's not like there's aprons and Right, shit. exactly. It's just, right. just
2: tended right up into the bottom of the table. So that's sort of a very specific purpose, very specific need for that for that thing. But that's one of those things, like I was saying before, like those sort of when you're up against it, like, okay, we've got a lot of tables. I could sit here and turn each All one right. of these so then the gears start turning in my cool. head and then the gears are starting to turn on the thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah, was that was so cool. that
3: was very clever.
2: Thanks. I love it. appreciate yeah. that. And here's, and so, you no, know, I was, yeah. I was anti, not anti, but I was always like one of these people that's like, ah, screw a CNC, like that's a robot or whatever. But now I have one. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I really bought it for the write-off to be honest, but I'm glad I did because now I use it for more than anything. I use it to make parts for jigs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, mm-hmm. that's really all it does for me. I don't, I'm not doing something where I'm needing to mill out like shapes mostly. So, like, that's out of no, the question. Should, you know? yeah, so, like, yeah. it's really just for cutting out arts for templates and, you know,
1: which is wonderful. Oh, it's amazing. Right. I mean, more, yeah. And you can what what's fun about that is, because, you know, I do too, go back and forth. And funny enough, my, you know, my mentor jumped on that CNC thing probably when I was about three or four years in with him. Yeah. And, you know, people were surprised. It's like, he's making it. He's not making any more money. He's losing probably money by doing it this way. But he's done it the old way for so long yeah. that he's chasing the perf- the perfection. Like, So you go on his website. It's like that piece you see was done on CNC. You would never guess it was done on CNC because right. he's not using it like most people do. But what I love is the, the idea that you can conceptualize something. And a lot of times I draw it anyway. So I'm going in the drawing. But now I can be like, I'm going to throw that over there, cut it out. And now it's like drop on my word color that and it just comes alive and you're like yeah. that's so cool yeah. and doing these like perfect templates you yeah know? it's like so cool but yeah yeah that looks great need some space though yeah you you have a shop. Yeah, you big ass have- shop <laughs> how big is it uh, it's it's just
2: five thousand square feet yeah, and I say 5, just 000. because I mean there yeah. are shops that are way bigger but it's not I mean I can't complain you know like it's pretty great and then I have another yeah. another eight hundred square feet shop across from the alley from me and that's my like finished pieces are stored and all the finishing
1: wow, that's nice. spraying so all the hand applied right. finishes and
2: then i some of these pallet rack things and i just put all this like anything that's ready for pickup onto the um onto the pallets because before it was literally just on the floor and we're like walking around all these finished right. pieces that are ready to go out so it's oh, really helped crazy. a lot oh.
1: that's that's pretty freaking cool yeah you got some big ass machines so yeah you gotta have some room yeah uh, to be able to do what you're doing yeah you know my shop's 800 square feet. i'm just saying <laughs> i was there i mean when i first moved to la my shop
2: was very small yeah and so it, there's hope there is hope. <laughs> i mean there's hope if you have a Maybe. if you have a wife <laughs> that is like really good at her job and her like boss gives you space for free for the first two years of it. what <laughs> i'm
1: gonna tell my wife to go get a job years like that, yeah I so that's that's actually why we moved to la go get a boss Go <laughs> yeah, right. get a bus. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. Well, that's super cool. We
2: she, we we took a jo- she took a job out here. You know that's why we moved. And like, okay. And because they knew they were going to be uprooting my my work, and they really wanted her, they then it's a huge factories like that's all the buildings that surround my building now are all owned by them. So they were like, yeah, we can squeeze him into this little space, and then, you know, two super years later, cool. I'm like free rent for two years, but then i just outgrew it and so i moved into another one of their spaces at a great deal and then i moved again into another bigger space a good deal too so i'm like i'm pretty fortunate in that respect so i owe her a lot like she -hmm. floated
1: us through as i first got here and that's cool
2: whatever so it's like you know it's pretty i'm pretty fortunate you know i I really can't complain about much
1: man yeah that's awesome
3: dude super Mm -hmm. cool so what do you what do you foresee in in 5-10 years what what would you want to be doing
2: that's a good question because, because I mean I feel like I can keep going as is and hopefully produce more of my own stuff as I hand off more of the reins to uh, the production stuff to to the guys but yeah. it's also like I would love to flip it and and eventually have my own stuff be the sort of forefront and just take on custom stuff here and there, like, I mean, I'm sure everybody would want that same thing, but I guess the advantage I have is I, I sort of have the infrastructure kind of set up to, if I could, you know, start producing my own stuff and really it would be like sort of built in that I, you know what I mean? Like, cause I already have the infrastructure. I just kind of start designing and trying to get those pieces out there. That's really... A long-term goal although I say that I've said that for a long time and <laughs> so I don't know if that someday's ever going to come but
0: <laughs> so would you would you like it to be the production be your design work
2: yeah I mean that, you know yeah because I mean I got into it because I wanted to design and build furniture not because I wanted to build, build somebody else's like drawing you know sure. and uh so that's that's kind of like really been on the back burner for a long time aside from the like here and there that I get to do it um but the ultimate goal was to, you know, design and and make my own stuff and and sort of just have a, like just a sustainable little collection of that just gets
0: me sure, by. But sure, and now have, I've and got it, the
2: golden handcuffs on. So
0: it's yeah, like, yeah, you're, you're looking for you're looking for a demand for your stuff. Also, if you do a production, you know, your own production run to have the demand for that stuff out there. You know, right now the work that you're doing is is the interior designer work or. The white label work, where there's right. a, there's a demand for it, but it's mm-hmm. not necessarily yours. Yep. but right, but it's right. it's hard to get to that transition with while still you know so much so much work has to go into keeping that stuff going. Sure,
2: <laughs> yeah, and when so and when you have someone just basically like sending you checks every week,
1: it's like hard yeah. to say, oh,
2: you know what, sure. no, just <laughs> the brakes on that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Sure,
1: but I, I think it's a cool approach to it, though, is that you 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 gain a you know good. Staff, you know, guys, guys, or girls working for you that you can more and more just be like, they're doing this stuff and that frees you up to let you do kind of what you want. And then if it transitions into, into you flipping it, then it, it, it does. Right. But yeah, that's, that's not a bad, that's not a bad situation. Uh, yeah. And then you still have, you still have all those people that,
3: that want to be doing
1: Right. You know, that
3: kind of works.
2: Yeah. And then the other thing with employees too, like this is one of those questions that kind of comes up um, that different people feel differently about. But in my case, I'm pro um, is using the shop after hours. I don't know if you've ever like heard discussions about that, but I'm, I'm pro letting them use the shop after hours because I feel like they've earned it because, Sure. They're they're all super loyal great dudes and they and girl i have a girl that works for me too <laughs> um yeah. but and, and it's like you know I, I wish i could pay them even more but again like because i'm doing white label it's it's wholesale so i'm not getting the kind uh, of prices yeah. that you know but uh but it's the quantity that's making it worth it but um but yeah so like allowing them to take on side work and and just make their, whatever they feel like making after hours in the shop i feel like that's kind of it's yes. a supplementary, like compensation. You know what I mean? It's a, like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a
0: fringe benefit for sure. Right. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's a perk. Absolutely. But then <laughs> there's other, you know, other people would say, no way, I don't let my dudes use the shop. Yeah. No, oh man, it's a liability. That's it for a, sure. Is yeah. But you know, I I worked at a shop uh, down in Nebraska for ten years, and you know the the pay wasn't great, but boy, that was a huge perk for me. Yeah, was was they right. they let me use? I mean, it was a big shop. I mean with. Wow. You know we had quarter of a million dollar cnc machine and wide belt sander and we had a weinig um molder and i mean mm. everything but yeah I, and i could use that after hours so you know i wasn't getting paid a, a ton to to work there but that benefit alone yeah, was, made worth it, a, made it was worth, it, worth a yeah. huge amount to me at that and oh, yeah. just the experience yeah. of of working in a place like that, you know. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, and then too, then it's a different crowd. Like if you have got employees that want to stay behind and work with some of their designs or make, you know, a coffee table or whatever for themselves, those are the folks with passion. There's probably, there's probably yep. the folks that you want. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. like five o'clock eh, and they're gone. Yeah, exactly. right, it's, right. It's, yeah. I, I've always been that guy that
3: uh, you know when I, I was fortunate to work work with my, <laughs> to work with my brother and and i was always at the shop yeah. after after hours yeah. weekends i mean I, it was like my own shop yeah. it was yeah it was,
2: it was awesome <clears throat> yeah it's really uh i mean I, I, that's how it was for me before going on my own as well and i i really can uh credit that for a lot of my like development
3: yeah experiences right,
1: right. yeah so you hiring <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i can afford you uh, i'm i'm asking for a friend <laughs>
2: Is that friend uh, <laughs> Philip, uh Jorley? He's asking for me.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> three of us will come up to you. I don't
2: I don't know if I'd want you guys to really see behind the curtain that much. You might be disappointed. <laughs> please. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's pretty Hey, do you awesome. want to go
3: off on a little bit of a side uh, thing that you do
2: with uh, with
3: your with your music?
2: Oh man. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know this. Yeah. I just I just <laughs> heard this like today. Well, uh, in full disclaimer, like you know, I'm, i I've been I've been lucky in that respect. I don't think I am like a very good musician necessarily or anything. Like, like you're like not a that. very good woodworker but, that. is that what you are saying. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny, before we go on that, I just have to say like like I said before, like the Instagram my Instagram profile does not really show like what I really do in terms, or what are my my capabilities, and it's kind of like I see all your guys' stuff, and I get very envious because uh-huh. you know I I show these little tidbits here and there, but you know I've done my career has like been twenty years now, and I've done like all kinds of custom veneering and I mean just bent laminate, you know, and it's like I don't have those projects so much anymore. So I it's like if, if Instagram was around about twenty years ago man be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Dang it. <laughs>
1: but uh well i mean anyone go for your page if you really scroll through yeah i mean it i uh, yeah, it's super impressive mm-hmm. like i know you you may not do a lot of that now but it shows you do all kinds of shit yeah right? I very, mean, you have some pretty diverse yeah i mean it's 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 very impressive so yeah we 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 all look at everyone else's pages and I get depressed. So get, <laughs> oh um, but yeah, the music
2: thing, like so basically the story there is I was in this band and well, I grew up in like, you know, the punk rock kind of scene and whatnot in and, and, and Florida and, and uh and in New York. But um I was in a band in the nineties that was like it was a hardcore band. I don't know if you're familiar with like straight edge hardcore or whatever, but uh we were like vegan, straight edge and we kind of got around, you know, we got we got some notoriety toward and stuff. And then me and the singer left the band, but there was a continuation, a bunch of different people, and the band did pretty good. It was on a label that is pretty well known for like that kind of music. And um, then in like 2014, after I had moved out back to or moved out to LA, I kind of rekindled a friendship with this with the one guy in the band who um, is like kind of took the reins, and so they wanted to start playing some shows. And basically in this time that I was not really involved, I didn't realize how like, well they did like over in Europe and stuff, Japan and whatnot. And so he's like, yeah, we'd like to play over. We'd like to, we're going to be doing some fests in um, Belgium and then in Japan. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'm game. I had to like learn, relearn all these old songs and then learn a lot of the songs that I'd never had been uh, played because I wasn't in the band at that point. And um, then we did, we played Belgium, just huge outdoor fest and, played like with some of these bands <laughs> yeah. that I grew up like looking up to and it was like wild and then Japan was insane and and what? then again that's, and then that's, again that's this sorry, year
3: cool. we did it <laughs> I was looking at some of your pictures some big crowds man Oh we play, awesome. we
2: played this festival in in France this year called Hellfest and it's yeah, it's like Hellfest. there was like 135,000 people there <laughs>
1: And uh, I don't
2: know if you can see the pictures, but there's like photos of me on the Jumbotron. And it's like, what? Like, what is this life I'm in right now? But uh, yeah, so we played played Belgium, France, and Germany this year. And we're talking right now about some shows for next year. So it's kind of cool because it's like, I'm not in a band per se. Like we don't practice every weekend. The guys don't, only one of the guys lives here. The other guys live in New Jersey, Florida, and Ohio so we'll just get together and run through the set and then play shows once in a while so it's like the perfect sort of you know that's freaking i get awesome, to be man. a rock star for a weekend and then just go back to my normal life you know <laughs> it's pretty fun <laughs> that's
1: so cool yeah i'm lucky in that respect. man you're one talented dude <laughs> like skateboard and yeah bike. Oh, i mean like you're dang dude yeah that's you, you know there's by, a mini ramp
2: huh? at my wood shop I mean, see, there's what? a mini ramp <laughs> at my wood shop yeah, actually. You
1: sometimes i wonder
2: if i'm turning that place into too much of a fun factory and not a
1: work environment oh, oh a mini but I, I just heard yeah yeah i've seen that with the super uh, who did that the graphic uh, this
2: guy tommy wonder he he came he's a friend of my yeah, friend i don't know cute. if you know who vince posick is but he's a sort of sculptural oh, um, woodworker he's my neighbor and his good friend tommy just came in the shop one day and th- there was like some really crappy sort of graffiti type piece there before and he's like hey can i paint this wall i'm like well sure <laughs> he's like I, I paid for the paint and he That's just did cool. it so yeah it's pretty neat
1: it's super cool yeah. it's like crazy and cool. then i have
2: like ping pong yeah. and darts it's like maybe i should you know what i mean it's <laughs> like maybe we should
1: <laughs> How do you get all this work done? The ping pong is
2: really for me. None of my guys are super interested, doesn't seem. I mean, I hope they will become interested because I have a a ping pong table in the shop I was in in Brooklyn. I got pretty good. And uh, that's freaking awesome. So now it's like, come on, guys, play me.
3: Yeah, right. (laughs) Yeah, well, for. (laughs) You're just humiliated. True. All right.
1: And, and and you got your bike back? Oh man, awesome. that was the craziest. Oh, <laughs> I'm That's lucky I right. didn't get stabbed That's so man. Crazy. I think about it after
2: the fact I'm like, what <laughs> was I doing in the middle of the night downtown LA approaching somebody like <laughs> That's my bike. <laughs> <Man>. and, then, <laughs> and, they, they, and they blacked oh, it yeah. out. So
1: they stole it, blacked it out. Uh, but I rolled
2: up on him pretty like alpha. And I think that's how I kind of controlled it from the beginning. <laughs> and and you saw in the story, like I ended up making him
1: help me load it into my truck. <laughs> what? Wait, 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 wait. You need to back up. I didn't know any of this. I just saw that you had like your bike was stolen yeah. and then recovered and but then, ruined. And then he, and you had it recovered and it was like someone sprayed it yeah. black and you managed to get it back. Well, you As need to, to tell the okay, story. Okay, so
2: basically um, I, don't, I have three motorcycles and I don't leave them outside in the, in the fenced-in area where I have the high gates, but still it's like, you know. So I bring them inside the shop or I keep them inside. One night I didn't put the one smaller one in because it was like too um, crowded at the doorway and I didn't feel like moving stuff around. I wanted to get out of there. But I thought, you know what, I'll tuck it over here by the lumber rack. No one will really see it from the outside. Well, I was wrong. And uh, was so wrong. the next morning, <laughs> crazy. it was gone. And the thing is, it's down, It's kind of near downtown LA, but it's like south of downtown LA. And it's very, very desolate out there at night. Like you could literally go into the street in front of my shop and just sit there and do a little dance and for like 10 minutes and there's no cars. You know what I mean? Oh, crazy. So I knew that it was somebody who kind of like was from the area because mm-hmm. also the alley that we're in isn't really something you'd know about unless you're like walking around or kind of familiar with the area if you're on a main yeah. road driving you'd never know it was there so I knew it was like someone who and there's also a lot of these like tent cities like little homeless shacks and I don't I, I'm not trying to generalize I'm not saying they're all thieves but I kind of figured it was probably something to do with that because it's someone who's walking around late at night so I figured if it was going to make an appearance it was going to be a joyriding at night so, uh, <laughs> so one night when I was leaving the shop after we had like a skate session at the ramp I uh decided to take a little zigzag through some of the side streets where I just figured there might be because I've seen some of these other like little shanties with like other weird things like how do you have that fancy road bike you know what I mean Uh, (laughs) again not to like you know but uh, <laughs> yeah. and so, it's
3: probably it's probably that dude that Phil gave your hat to
2: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> someone's just giving him my nice stuff all the time um, see so you're just encouraging it, Phil. No. Uh, <laughs> just encourage- but um, anyway so I so I left them and started weaving through these streets and I couldn't believe my eyes like there it is you know and because <laughs> it was like now or never situation i just like my adrenaline just flipped that switch you know and i just pulled up right in front of him like i'm talking like in the wrong lane of traffic cockeyed across the, uh, across the lane window down where'd you get that bike you know he's like i just bought it for 200 dollars from this guy up the street i'm like bs it's mine it's coming with me and it, it was the whole thing he kept bringing up the money i'm like i don't care about your money you shouldn't have bought a stolen bike or you stole it i don't know one or the other and uh basically like i showed him a picture on the phone that of like the post where it said stolen and I and eventually he was, he was like but it's black yeah. <laughs> except for the smear of fingerprint like where orange was showing right around the gas cap because they didn't wait till it was dry to like, touch it Um oh, and then geez. he's like oh, and I put ten dollars of gas in it I'm like look this, oh, this thing doesn't even fit ten dollars of gas <laughs> <laughs> like so that's a lie you could maybe get like five dollars in there it's a tiny tank anyway long story short like I kind of like That's controlled the situation. Crazy. So it kind of helped because, you know, I look back and it's like that could have been easily just me dead on the pavement, you know, yeah, like, you know, you don't yeah, know who's, got, you know, like, so anyway, but I made him help me load it. Cause I wasn't going to like be like, I'll be right back and go put my truck back at the shop, you know? So I, okay. it was now or never. I had to help, I had to have him help me load it. That's it's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny so i'm driving away like just screaming like woo like like i couldn't believe it right? <laughs> Man,
1: no kidding. i mean yeah, even, like it's cool. worth a
2: lot of money it just was cool it's like a 78 suzuki like ds 185 <laughs>
1: But yeah, print, no, that's the principle of the thing.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was fun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking hilarious. See, I didn't know, I didn't know the backstory. Yeah. I was like, what? And then you cleaned
3: all the, the black yeah, paint acetone. With the... yeah with Yeah,
1: acetone. Or you used acetone.
3: Yeah,
2: acetone got it off the tank real easily. The fenders are plastic, and they were kind of sun-worn, sun, sun you know, so it kind of yeah got into the pores a lot it more. It eats into it yeah. a little bit, yeah. So that's they're still a little gray. I actually <laughs> sanded them a little bit to try to bring the the orange back out and then hit it with a heat gun to like make it shine again a little more, you know? Right, it looks right. okay. It doesn't look as good as it did. Okay. They also, hey, at like, least you got it back. Yeah. They definitely flipped it because the tailpipe was all dinged up and my handlebars are somehow bent and I don't know how they did it, but.
3: You should you should,
2: uh... you should try to find and get some, <laughs> some money out of it. Give me that $200. <laughs>
0: <hand>. <laughs> well, now it's crazy. But now it's got a good story to go along with it. Yeah, yeah too. right? Pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, on. Well, Ramon, we usually ask ask folks like where they can be. You know, I don't know where they can be found. That's such a cheesy statement, but um, where can you be found? It's like like different things, Timbler. (laughs) Different things that you know that you've got going on that maybe you want to you want to talk about. You want to promote a little bit. Um,
3: Yeah, yeah, maybe (laughs) where where to find your music. Oh, I man. want to hear some of
0: that. Yeah. I mean it's yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. Spotify. The band is called Morning Spotify. Again.
2: I morning literally again. morning yeah. again. I okay. mean I'm literally like the like morning like, like yeah like the next yeah or... like the next morning. Yeah. Tomorrow, oh, okay, morning.
3: I thought it was morning like you know after, uh, after a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> a little more morbid.
2: Yeah, it's definitely but, like very aggressive, like heavy, like you know you could call it metal or hardcore. So it's not probably for everyone, but you know it's. It's it's if you're feeling angsty, it's good. To, it's a good listen. That,
3: that was that was my dream back in the day was to be a rock star. I played played drums with you all with, uh, you all, uh, rock with, a, with a bunch of different bands, band. you know. And nice, God, that that was a lot of fun. Yeah,
2: I have a drum hey, set. You, I can't
3: you play the you, you dream. The dream
1: was bass, a lot of fun. Right? Oh, you did it. You played, shut up. Yeah, yeah,
3: I
2: do. I
1: played <laughs> <laughs> play bass
2: in the band, but for some reason, like, but I'm not, I mean, I play guitar really at home. Like, uh, I just always have been in the bands playing bass. I don't know. Yeah. And I have a drum set at work nice. too, which is another thing. Oh, like, that's oh, awesome. Dang, <laughs> dude. But, uh, cause, yeah, because you don't know about my lounge room. You've never seen that on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, like, a, I have a shape of origin. <laughs> <laughs> I'll trade you because yeah, I'm because I'm a record collector and I have um I have about 3,000 records and so I keep them God, that's I, awesome. yeah, so I keep oh them I have in seen my, it yeah in my yeah, shop. I, have yeah. Seen that. I have like a separate room there that's like carpeted I've got couches I've got all my instruments in there and uh, records and stuff just because like it's easier to keep them there than at home I, it's just like I don't want yeah. this big monstrous like shelf full of records at home oh
1: yeah you got your guitars hanging up looking sweet <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool. Again,
2: like probably not the most responsible use of space at the shop, but
1: you know, I'm like a, <laughs> I refuse to grow up. You know, uh, that's freaking awesome, though. It really is now, and 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 you know, as far as anything else, um, I mean, obviously your Instagram website pieces at galleries or do you do no, any shows? You know, I mean, I any wish. info you want like, to pass I feel up?
2: like I I like that's where I'm really oh, you're yeah busy I'm so busy. Anything, it's so... like uh,
1: you I know, I have Instagram hardkeeper. is really
2: like the only thing you, you don't really do, do
1: galleries unless you're not busy I,
2: I would if, <laughs> if someone would ask me to but I'm like kind of you know I don't get I don't really get out there promoting because I'm just so busy with work and then right, you know right. and it's like oh I can show you a bunch of stuff I made for someone else or like these few things that you know right. but, uh, yeah. but you know so I do the Instagram and I, even then it's like sometimes I'll go through bouts where I'm like really gung-ho about it and post a bunch and then sometimes it'll be like a week, and I barely post anything because I just don't really have yeah. anything to show because it's all proprietary stuff, you know. So mm-hmm, it's like right. I wait for that one day where I'm making something with a cool jig or I'm doing some neat procedure that I'd like to show. But it's a lot, like a lot of that is the only, you know, like I don't really get to, I don't really get to show too much finished pieces on there. Yeah.
3: Sure. And and right. uh, yeah. your website?
2: Yeah, the website's just ericirvinwoodwork.com dot <clears throat> com. Same as my Instagram, ericirvinwoodwork. And that's cool. E R V I N because I know a lot of people love to put a W in there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Keep keep it simple. Yeah.
2: But that's really that it. Is. I wish I, I wish I could say. I mean, I used to show in galleries. That's kind of where I got. Like I I don't know if I told you this. I started out making lamps. Like that was my actual beginnings of like that was yeah. your thing. Oh, and crazy! And I I would show at different art shows and sell them. You know, and so that was fun. And that kind of is what parlayed into woodworking.
0: Oh, that's cool very yeah. cool but that's a way to but that's a way to drum business right what's that but but that's a way to drum business to go to be in the galleries try to get your yeah, work out yeah I mean out. for sure but when, but when you've got work and you're just trying to keep yeah, and you're yeah, just trying yeah. to keep up with the work right it makes it pretty difficult to start, go out and, and beat a drum to get more work when you're just trying to keep up with what I mean, what you've yeah. got going on in
2: fact it feels like man
0: uh, I, don't, I don't know sorry go ahead Sorry. No, I'm just saying it, it almost feels up. like I don't deserve
2: more work because I'm so busy like <laughs> let someone else have it but yeah. at the same time it's like you know like I said before this the work I'm doing is not my like as far as right. the creative side it's not my um my my outlet uh, I so right. you know so I would love you... more work that is more of the, the that side you know You do know that that designer listens to this podcast faithfully right <laughs> Yeah right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know uh, no i mean i'm yeah, super no, I've, thankful I've, for I've, the work yeah you know, no doubt about it I, I really am right
1: but but it's not it, i've I've done not at your level but i have um really just one interior designer that there's a piece that comes up every now and then and i'll build maybe four or five of them but i don't show it and st- i mean i can't even right. show it i've seen it advertised on big old billboards and in magazines and shit with models yep. sitting on it <laughs> and it's like that's I built that, right. you know, but it's like, my name's not mentioned, but it pays. Right. Mm-hmm. It pays and it's well, hard to turn that down and if, if you can have a little bit of that coming in, that's all. Awesome.
2: That actually brings, so, that yeah. actually brings up a thought I've had for a while and I don't know if we have enough time to, but I'll just pose it real quick. You want
1: me to sit on some of your <laughs> furniture? <laughs> exactly.
2: No, like, how, how do you guys feel about when you make something, like, I don't know what it's like in your sort of situations, but, I do a lot of work where I'm even even the custom stuff, not necessarily the production stuff, because that production stuff is their line. I get it. But when you do like pieces for um, interior designers, like, and I see a lot of people who do pieces for interior designers, and they'll be and will be on their Instagram, and they'll show it, and they'll be like this collaboration with so and so. But what about the, all these interior designers who um, you're kind of just like the, the guy behind the guy? You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like that happens to me a lot of times where. I'm actually really fleshing out the design, and mm. then I'm just like, I gotta be quiet and just be in the background, mm. and they get all this, like, right. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, notoriety. Right, and it's like I don't know. I, I often wonder what other people think about that because it's like in any, it feels like in any other trade, that's not the case, you know?
1: Right, right. It's kind of weird. That's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of weird. The, the the one thing that I was doing I haven't done it in a while actually I think I put my price up and they went away and that was that was okay but it, it was really weird because it came with this design and I'm like it's it's not even thought out it wasn't it would never work the way they wanted to do it and so I'm redesigning it and I'm you know setting up jigging up just that, the other and then it's like yeah not it's I get absolutely no credit mm-hmm. at all for any of it but that's just that's what the relationship right. was you know it's like it's it's a weird thing it is, uh, right? i didn't care for it as much but you know like you said you kind of fell into that it's paying yeah. it's you know you you have what you have and you've grown as big as you have because of it so that's right it's a good thing oh, for sure you know yeah. and you know it's like well, yeah. think, but it's a weird yeah. thing it's a very strange I th- thing I, th-
0: <laughs> I think i think a lot of times it depends on who on who brings the client who's the mm-hmm. one that 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 can put it in front of the people that'll buy it right you know if it's somebody Mm -hmm. that's putting it in front of of whoever they you know it might be an idea or what have you and you flesh it you know you flesh it out but you wouldn't be there wouldn't be a sale if it wasn't for whoever right right. they have the brick and mortar or they have the. that's yeah yeah
3: Yeah. and And that makes total sense It's kind of like um, showing out of a gallery. I mean, you're not going to get those kind of clientele going to your shop. Right. They're, they're going right. to a
0: gallery and seeing work there, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah,
2: oh. yeah, totally. I get, I get it.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. but but when you figure figure everything out and then somebody else, somebody comes in and, and they get the credit for it. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah that's kind frustrating. of right. frustrating. That would be. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. exactly
2: – yeah, that's the thing I kind of have a hard time with because it's oh, just yeah. like, you know, like, why, why am I me- – laborer. You know what I mean? like. Right, and I'm not saying right, it's like that right. all the time. It's just like one thing I've noticed sometimes. And, and then the very yeah, same no, day I, you get your bike a... stolen. And then I'm just like... <laughs> 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 you're like, that's it, man. I'm finding this damn bike. And throw in the towel.
3: <laughs> get off that bike. Help me load it.
1: Alright, alright.
0: Alright. Well, Eric, you got anything else that you're that you want to talk about, you want to sh- touch on, while we got mm-hmm. you on the show now. I mean, I think I covered it all. All right. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, you know, some. No, I don't really, I don't really have anything else. We really appreciate you being on. I mean, oh I man, I really,
2: I really, yeah. really appreciate yeah. you guys having me.
0: I think it's, it? I think it's cool. It's, it's, it's cool to hear other people's perspectives. Um, and that was, you know, the 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 employee thing, the the, yeah. the white white label work. I mean, it's not all. It's not all romance, um, yeah. But it's definitely right. a
2: unique position too for me because I'm not a big factory either. You know what I mean? I'm sort of riding that line right. of like sort of yeah. factory sort of schedule, but still yeah. sort of artisan, local, whatever you want to call it. You know? Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and, yeah. And, and, that's, that, that's a good line. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think I think it's great to hear from hear from people that you know you're, you're having success. You know, you're you're you you've got work, you've got all that, but yet you still would like to be able to do like maybe something a little bit differently. I think a lot of folks, I know I I'm I'm somebody that's in that same situation, you know, you've got work, but yeah. there's there's other work that you would that you would like so you're, you you kind of try to steer you know, your work, your business, what have you, and in, in woodworking, you kind of try to steer it in the direction that you that you want to go, but you, you got to keep the wheels turning, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's the golden so,
2: handcuffs. It's it's yeah. a
0: balance. It is. Golden, it is. It's not all golden, golden handcuffs. And then yeah. you have,
2: like, and then luckily for me, I have a wife that is awesome, and so I can go into the shop on the weekends or at night sometimes and get those creative juices out and not have to be, like, uh only doing that one thing like you know what i mean and that's that's what keeps me sane uh, yeah
3: absolutely
0: yeah because then yeah, it would change cool. from
3: passion to this job that you start you know not liking anymore
0: right exactly so
3: yeah. Yeah. and
0: I, and i and i certainly think there's a there's a special place in the world for for spouses of Oh, woodworkers for sure. yeah right you know? <laughs> oh geez no. a yeah. yeah. oh, yeah. special yeah. special place <laughs> yeah. in heaven for spouses of woodworkers absolutely you know no, Just, I, wouldn't, man, I wouldn't I wouldn't that's, be nearly where I am now if it wasn't yeah, for her, for that's, sure yeah that's, that's not yeah that we we all know that there's caveats to to you know being involved with the woodworker so yeah. uh, <laughs> anyway uh, but yeah. no like i said like sure. i said we really appreciate you being on i think it was, I think it was yeah, great, thanks, great to hear and, and uh ramon you want to you want to get us out of here yeah you yeah, and actually i was going to mention
3: that it was uh really cool to meet you at the uh sh- sh- at the show in vegas the oh, yes, awfs sure. show yeah that was great yeah you and your crew so yeah. that was awesome yeah, that was a good time
1: i wish you gotta hang out more
0: with yeah you, man i think it was crazy yeah it's
1: like "Where? how's he going
0: well we're uh, we yeah. keep
2: talking about it in the shop like what what can we tell our wives there's another woodworking convention in vegas <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well there's gonna be one in uh, right?
2: atlanta yeah i know i don't, don't know year. maybe i'll try to spring that but i don't know if the guys would all be coming with me or they'd have to they'd have to do their own flights
1: yeah
3: well, all right. That was, that was great. Thanks, uh, thanks a ton, Eric, for being on the show. Thank you. And as always, thank you all once again for tuning in to this episode of Woodworking Podcast, Woodworkers Podcast. <laughs> ben and I really appreciate it. <laughs> and so does Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to quit. If you have any questions, ideas, suggestions for future show topics, please drop us a line. Via email. That's info at woodworkerspodcast.com. And so, on behalf of Ben Brunick, Philip Morley, the super talented woodworking rock star, Eric Irvin, I'm Ramon, and we will catch you right here on the next episode of Woodworkers Podcast. Thanks a ton, guys. Much appreciated. Ciao. Awesome. Thank Thank you, you, Eric. Thank you, guys. It it was awesome. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it. Bye.